What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Bourbon Buzzed and Ballin' Podcast. We are your hosts, Colby and Dutt, and this is our podcast where we like to shoot the shit on sports. We like to give you our own spin on sports. We might talk current hot topics. We might talk past topics. We don't know where the show is going to take us, but we also like to drink a little bourbon, and we like to rate a little bourbon. We hope to maybe save you a little money at the end. (laughs) Or maybe cause you to go out and spend some money if we find something that's really good. But that's what this podcast is about. Hope you enjoy it. Colby, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about you? I haven't talked talked to you in a minute. I know it. I know it. You know, it's getting to be the holidays. I know we're both fixing to do some traveling. Uh, Speaking of that, if anybody is in Tuscaloosa this weekend for the Iron Bowl, stop by the Bourbon Buzz and Ball and uh, Tailgate Tent. There you go. And have a... Have, have a bourbon with me. Have a bourbon, yeah. It, it'll probably be cold because I'm I'm headed further south. Unless you swing by yeah, on your way we, back. We might we might make our way back to T Town. I don't know. We but uh, we're gonna have a nice in. nice fajita bar and some sam some sub sandwiches and some obviously some bourbon and some other other adult beverages. Show you how to really tailgate. I got a funny story about being in Clemson this weekend. I'll share a little bit later. Yeah. A little bit later, you can of course you can always check out our TikTok. I, TikTok. I posted a little something about my Clemson trip this weekend. So uh, anyway, that's cool. Why don't you bring us in on the on the opening toast? On the opening toast. Okay, I will. Uh, so this weekend there was a record set in the NFL. Mister Corderell Patterson set the he he already had a piece of the record. Right. Uh, he was tied with Leon Washington and Joe Cribs for the most touchdown returns in NFL history. It was eight. He got number nine this weekend, which, you know, with the way they've changed the kickoff rules. Sure, yeah, it's harder. It's harder, to, much harder. To, to get it. You don't see it very often. Of course, we saw a punt return for a touchdown this weekend also. Right. We'll get to that later. But uh, Well, you know, at the early part of the season, he wasn't returning kicks, mm-hmm. and that was before his injury. And so I was like, the, dude's, the dude needs one more. Put yeah, him in. Yeah. So I guess they got the memo. They did. So I – uh, that that's who my opening toast is, is is Mr. Patterson with his record-breaking kickoff return. Yeah, that was that was good. He's obviously the best kick kick returner I've ever seen. So yes, I'm gonna toast the U.S. Men's National Team. I'm a little disappointed. A little disappointed. We had it. They were so close. Golly, that was such a stupid penalty. I, I didn't I, I I didn't see the penalty. Uh, and of course, you know, bail is automatic. I mean, it, it was. I mean, he got, we got a glove on it. We we touched yeah, it. Yeah. I was actually watching it while I was driving. So you know, kids at home, if you're listening, <laughs> don't do what I'm saying. You mean I, you pulled off on the side of the road yeah, to watch? Yeah, that's what I did. Um, but yeah, no. Yeah, and actually, was, the goalie had made a, a hell of a save earlier. Yeah. Uh, to to keep it at one to zero. No, it was it was good. You know, Gareth Bale. Obviously, you know, it's hard for me to root against him because I'm. I'm a longtime Tottenham Hotspurs fan, and he was yeah, he was a great Hotspur, you know. It's uh, but you know that that was I think the U.S. is disappointed in that one a little bit, but that was still a, a stolen point because I honestly did not think you didn't think they were going to get a, uh, any points in the in there. No, group. I was I was going to be surprised if we even got a point, and then you know, I I ran. They got. They got Stomped. beat down by England, which, you know, we which got is, England Friday. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's definitely a monstrous task. But I'm going I'm to toast the U.S. team. Well, you know, uh, 
every time they've either won or draw in their first match, they've advanced. Okay. So, and they've never, if they lose their first game, they've never advanced. So, their their hopes are still alive because That's, they got that draw. This is the second youngest team in the entire oh, yeah. Cup. Yeah. So, there's plenty to be happy about oh, yeah. as a and, United and, States and, Football fan, yeah, the talent, lots of lots of good yeah. young talent. You know, that's we talked about it a little <laughs> bit last week, where you know some some of your better athletes are being steered towards other sports less violent than than football. Oh yeah, and I think that you're starting to see that in in, in soccer now. So yeah, you know we 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 still lack that we still lack that that imagination off the ball that some of the other countries. It's almost like you know English. Guys, it's an eight soccer well, you know, eight it, to them. And the, the way I look at it is you're only going to be as good as your competition. So until you build the sport from the youth level, right, where yeah. the competition is even better at the youth level, then the better ones at the youth level are pushed to get even better. And yeah. then as you move up, you know, just like right. football. Yeah. You know, high school football, it's real competitive. College is the best of the high school players. Pros is the best of the college players. And that's the evolution yeah. that I think soccer needs. Yeah, I mean, soccer, I mean, I guess we're going to – we can sit here and talk a lot about about soccer and the club sports, kind of like baseball and the travel ball. But, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it's it's like there's no youth. There's there's a lot of youth soccer, mm-hmm. but the quality players right. are playing Just club, like hockey club in soccer. the U.S. You so. know, it's, it's, it's gotten a lot better over the past decade or so, but it took a while to catch right. up to the Europeans or the Canadians because that's what all their best athletes are growing up doing. Oh, yeah. That's it. So, okay. Let's uh, right. toast Mr. Patterson and the U.S. National Men's Soccer Team. That's it. Cheers. Cheers. Well done. All right. What you sipping on tonight, Duck? That's little Ezra Brooks. Ezra Brooks cast drink. Okay. I don't I don't remember what we rated it. Not good because I would probably bounce it right now from my glass. <laughs> it's okay. Yes. It's okay. I you know, we rated it as a as a bourbon that We rated know, it as a bourbon. <laughs> it was rated as a bourbon. What, Actually we gave it a two. We gave it a two. I mean, yeah, two. It's a pretty strong the cast. It was, it was a mixer for Yeah, us. it's definitely a mixer. I mean I would definitely consider diluting that a little bit, but no, it's good. It'll be a good sipper tonight. How yep. about yourself? What you got? I'm, I'm a creature of habit, I guess. I I, I grabbed me a bottle of chicken cock at the um, at the ABC store on my way home from work today, uh, and uh, so I'm, I yeah, I was that's say, one of my favorites. Yeah, well, naturally, that's a good one. So yeah, so I got the chicken cock. I'm actually gonna stop at the there's a there's a nice uh, store in Anderson. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stop there on my way home. Yeah, from, just tomorrow. See and what you can find. See what I can find. Yeah, uh, of course. You know, keeping with our Thanksgiving theme, we got two more uh, wild turkeys. One's kind of a wild turkey, the the Russell Reserve. You know, it's it's a collaboration of the master distillers uh, for wild right. turkey, and then uh, we've got the rare breed. Rare breed this yeah. week. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'll we'll do those at the end of the show. To, in honor of Thanksgiving and, and Turkey Week, so uh, sweet. What you let's let's move on into the scumbag, man. You got a you, you got us a scumbag. 
I do, and I just lost my notes, so let me open those back up. I thought we were unscripted. Well, I got bullet points. I guess. We are unscripted, but uh, trying to get a phone call right now. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't get the memo that this was Uh, podcast? uh, Yeah. Podcast night? You would think my wife would know. All right, so. She's trying to break in. She wants a little (laughs) air time. So my scumbag of the week. I've got, you know, a few weeks back, I I, toast, I, I gave my scumbag of the, of the week award to a whiny-ass bitch quarterback, and now we got a whiny-ass bitch quarterback part two. So this whiny-ass, you might even say a, a spoiled brat. Yeah, he seems like a brat to me. Uh, Zach Wilson. Um, zero seen- accountability, just like uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. You know, he played a pathetic game this weekend. He was ugly. 9-22 for 77 yards. Put Offense put up three points. The total offense they had for the whole game was like 103 yards. And uh, so after the game – and the defense shut down New England. Yeah, I mean, the defense – They held New England to three points. Job. So he was asked in the, in the post-game press conference, so, uh, Zach, do you think the offense – let down the defense without even hesitation. He said, nope. Right, right. And was asked again and said, no again. Right. And uh, so it's not sitting well with his teammates or the media. He's He was drugged yeah, through really the coals. He's in the, wrong, he's in the wrong neighborhood to get on the wrong side of the, of, of, with, the, with the media for sure. Right, right. Uh, you know, I found it interesting looking back at – Jets quarterbacks and who you would consider as failures. Sam Darnold, <laughs> uh, Mark Sanchez, Geno Smith, all very high draft picks Right. that didn't quite pan out. His stats through his first 20 games would put him fourth on that list. Yeah, yeah. So he's, wow. he, he is even worse than, than those three. And arguably a more talented roster offensively. I, we don't need to talk defensively right, because right. we know defensively. Yeah, defensively. And, you know, Sanchez had a hell of a defensive. I mean, that, you know, they were able to go to the AFC Championship with Sanchez. Right. Darnold never had much of anything on either side of the ball. No, he didn't. And uh, Geno didn't have much help either. Uh, and, you know, I bet right now the, the Jets fans would take either one of those guys over Zach Wilson. Yeah, he definitely looks like a bust. He's got bust written all over him. But I think maybe I think maybe the comment, you know, he made is a as an indicator that he's just I don't know, he Immature. just look, he just looks like a spoiled brat to me. Right. He just has that look. I mean he I And that, yeah, and that's why I said uh um, you know I don't want to harp too much on his looks, but he just does not have that Look of maturity to no, me I mean, that he, you want out of your quarterback. Yeah, he he still looks like he's about eighteen. Yeah, and that you know that that shouldn't have anything to do with it. But you know, I have a feeling he probably has been pampered his whole life. And yeah. you know, it came out today that uh, Sala has not committed to starting Zach this weekend. He said that it's going to be evaluated through the week. Sal said that on one hand, then on the other hand, he was saying other stuff about, uh, 
you know, this is not a reflection of who he is and blah. You know, so he was defending him. And, and you know, and that's part of Zach Wilson's problem is I don't think any, anybody along the way has, you know, put him in his place. Sure, no. no Everybody's I mean, catered to him. He's got teammates that are liking nasty tweets, <laughs> right. you know, about his performance. And so that's sort of a – I know they're backtracking. I yeah. know Sauce was backtracking a little. Yeah, and, uh, and there was another defender, and they both said, well, I, I didn't realize I was liking it. And, you know, right. No, nah, I don't know about that now, Sauce. I think you're probably a little pissed off you were on the field as long as you were, but that's just adding more towards your uh, rookie of the year. Right. Yeah, well, but if you're – I mean, the quarterback is supposed to be the leader of your team, and uh, you have to – whether you – it doesn't matter what you think. You still have to be the face of that franchise, and you have to take it for the team. Even if you think it was somebody else's fault, you still got to own it. You still right. got to say, yeah, this is on me, which, you know, <laughs> in this case, it really was. Well, you know, conversely, you know, we've, you know, you've given Baker Mayfield enough hell, but at Baker, Baker took the heat. You know, he showed maturity. Right. In his press conference that you would like to see Zach Wilson take, but. Yeah. You know, and for, you would think this being his second season that he would have had a little bit more. Yeah, I mean, he's a pro now, so it's time to be a professional. Right. You know, you're not in college anymore. You're not in high school. It's time to be a pro. It's time to step up. I mean, there's no reason for you not to step up and be a vocal leader at, at your age. I mean, regardless of how you look yeah. and how you perform, I mean, start acting and playing the part or start acting the part, and maybe you'll play the part. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good scumbag. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my scumbag of the week. I didn't have a scumbag, man. I can't I can't believe that. I was <laughs> I was looking for somebody that I really wanted to roast. Mm-hmm. I mean I, I mean I, I wanted to kind of roast the Clemson fan base a little bit for the for the energy levels in the in Tiger Stadium this weekend, but I mean that's a little. I mean, it was bad. It was kind of gloomy, bad weather. It was Miami, right? The hurricanes, no, you know. Real but excited even, about. even at zero zero, it was it was quiet. Well, a lot of uh, you know, I know up in Michigan and Tuscaloosa, a lot of the student sections weren't weren't real full. Yeah, yeah, it could have just been, you know, the cool weather and yeah, and the lack of competition. Lack of competition. And, you know, that week they need to do away with that. That week. Well, in the SEC for sure. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, get your FCS schools get I mean, them I would, out the way early. Right, yeah. Play those like preseason games. You know, use those first two weeks as your preseason warm-up games, and then let's let's hit it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that little lull in the schedule, I, I hate that weekend. Always have. Yeah. Man, I just think it's it's going to cause an injury that we don't need going into the Iron Bowl. I mean, you're better off just if you want to give two bye weeks. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Give, give a second bye week, right? Rather than like you said, go out there and and risk injury. I mean, we've spoken about the financial aspects of it. I mean, everybody knows that it's important to those schools, right, to be able to come to these power fives and play and collect them checks because it it definitely financially makes their their year, right? But uh, do it on early. the athletic budget. But do it early. Do it early. Yeah, for sure. All Speaking right. of you know talking about the FCS, Austin Pease. Head coach, uh, Scotty Walden. I'm a fan. He he was so enthusiastic during the game, 
during the when the interview when he came uh, back, you know, from the locker room, he, he the sideline reporter asked him, you know, well, what was your message to your team? And he said, my message was, we didn't come here to keep it close. We came here to win. <laughs> I mean, he was just pumped up. He was working the officials. I mean, he was coaching his ass off. And uh, that young man needs he, he, he needs a, a better job. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I guess that's not the, a good way to, to term well, it. Well, I, mean, <laughs> uh, I mean, I think we all would agree Austin P is a stepping stone exactly. for a good coach. Exactly. So, I mean, I think uh, – you know, maybe he's auditioning for the Auburn job. <laughs> maybe he wants a piece of Saban every year. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I, I, hell, I'd love to have him on our staff. But I, I you know, I, would a FCS coach, head coach, take a coordinator job? Maybe at, at a Power Five. Maybe he get, comes comes in as a coach, coach in waiting. Yeah. I, so you 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 didn't even you were at Clemson, so you didn't yeah, see no, the game. Yeah, no, I didn't even watch the Bama game. I didn't even, honestly. I, I've lost some steam, man. I didn't I didn't even really watch the highlights. Yeah. I looked at the box score and yeah. and you know I was watching the I was take paying attention to the game on my phone, but you know I was partaking in the festivities down in Clemson. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like I said, I I was super impressed with his his coaching and just. Staying on top of things, his enthusiasm, and he kept the. I, I mean, mean yeah. thirty-four nothing is respectable. Sure, it wasn't a it wasn't a blowout. So yeah, I, by any stretch. I I, I was almost gonna he was almost gonna be my opening toast. Oh okay. Uh, well, and then when Patterson broke the the touchdown record, I, I flip flopped him and I guess and put him down here in, in the coming in hot news and and uh, toasted Patterson. But yeah. He, I was so impressed with him that he, yeah, he was going to be my opening toast. All right, cool. Speaking of the Iron Bowl, you know, another thing that, that hit me about the Iron Bowl is this very well could be the last we see of Bryson Will. Oh, I know. I mean, I, I don't see why it won't be. I mean, they, I mean knowing, knowing how competitive they are, I could still see them participating in a bowl. But not if we're out of the playoffs. Right. Uh, I mean, for for their best interest, you'd hate to see them play in a bowl game and and get hurt or something like uh, yeah, that. Yeah, I, I mean, like Hendon Hooker. Yeah, you know? no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't think any less of either of those two if they no. if they decide to opt out because you know they're they're both projected top, top five, five yeah, you top know, three, depending really, depending on how it rolls. I mean, I think clearly Will is going to go top five. Bryce, I can see Bryce possibly. Stumbling based on measurable. Yeah, the only, the only thing that would hurt him, but I still think he's I the, think the number he's, one quarterback. I think he's proven himself men- mentally. He's proven himself as a leader. Mm-hmm. He's proven himself because he's carried this team all season yeah. long. So, with the exception of one game that we were carried by our backup. So, um, you know, I definitely think uh, I definitely think. The measurables should be thrown out the door because his immeasurables far exceed right. his hand size or his stature. Well, the way he can avoid pressure, you know, and yeah. is smart when he's running, he doesn't take chances. Those those are types of things that will overcome his his lack of size. Yeah, I, and and since we kind of briefly talked about the draft. Let me throw this out there. I, the last mock I saw, Drew Sanders, mm-hmm. our transfer to Arkansas, he's being mocked in the first round. 
to me, he had a hell of a year. He did have a great year, but to me, that's kind of a little aspect as to our slipping. You know, we're, we we missed out on him. He didn't transfer. He wouldn't have transferred if he had the playing time. How does he not get playing time well, and he, still get mocked in the first round? He did get a lot of playing time. Yeah, last but not year. start. He didn't start. He started. And, uh, and in my he opinion, started until he got hurt. He, yeah, he started. He wasn't the designated starter. He started because of an injury. He started because Allen got hurt. Yeah, and then he got hurt, and Dallas Turner started. Right, and he was still getting playing time, but you know he was hurt. But in the off season, and I think he looked at well, I'm I'm a, I'm already behind Dallas and Will, and possibly Braswell. Sure, and he had an opportunity to go somewhere and be the starter and, and be featured, and he probably. If he he probably would have started if he stayed at Bama next to Henry in the middle, and that's and and but in some aspects he moved to Arkansas and they moved him around the field. Mm-hmm. Where at Bama he wouldn't have really moved <coughs> around the field. But this is true to me. That still kind of pisses me off a little bit that we miss we missed out on him somewhat i know he got a lot of playing time but we still missed out on him a little bit in his abilities because he was an obvious talent he was a talent when he came oh he was he was high high recruit five star i just i i just wanted to throw that out there you know it's kind of you know i talked not too many podcasts ago about our best players have been through the transfer portal right and then we lose a potential i don't know that he's going to go in the first round Mm -hmm. but his potential clearly has him being taught. Right. And, you know, he transfers well, yeah. out. I mean, so. that's 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 what college football is now. It's it's all about getting instant playing time and getting that NIL money. It was the right move for him. How it can was. you dispute it? It, you was. Know? it was. And that's what the transfer portal should be for. Right. You know, he did make the right move. He went to somewhere that they featured him. Made himself more valuable, Made, which is what Saban preaches. Yeah. What, you know? what does he say? But what's this? What's this saying? Improve your your value. Your value. Yeah, yeah. yeah improve your value. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. Well, we had two teams that officially eliminated themselves from any playoff discussion with uh, UNC. I don't know how, but losing to Georgia Tech. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Twenty-one seventeen, and then up seventeen to nothing. Yeah, and then uh, Tennessee. And eliminated a potential Heisman. Yeah, and that's what I, you know, candidate. That's, I mean, that's what I wanted to, to go next with this conversation with Tennessee losing to South Carolina, and the worst part of that loss is Hendon Hooker blowing his ACL. So, yeah. what is your take on two things: the Heisman uh, chase and his draft stat, stat, uh, stock? Well. You know his draft stock's been up and down, mm-hmm. up and down the board, and I, I've seen, I've seen mocks and I've heard talks of him going as early as, uh, you know, seventh or eighth to the Carolina Panthers, depending on where they pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, that's largely because we're in the Charlotte market, so I hear a lot of that. But, right. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I think uh, the quarterback draft is so deep that somebody's going to have to slide out of the first round. I mean, clearly you're not going to see five and six quarterbacks taken in the first round because there's so many teams that don't have that need. Right. 
So I would I could see Hendon Hooker sliding out of the first round into the second, and now possibly I could see a, possibly third or fourth. Third, yeah, I can definitely see him as a third day mm-hmm. pick now because yeah. of because of the injury. But the good news Plus for Hendon. Yeah, his age, but you know, twenty five is not exactly no, no, ancient for recovery. No, but I mean, if, no, no, I'm not talking about recovery. I'm just talking yeah, about. Yeah, well, I think his age ought to be a plus. If, well, if he was at a different position, it definitely I mean, it would be a not be plus for his, you know, his maturity. Right, level. right. At quarterback, you can, you can, because they usually have a little bit longer career. Like if he was a running back. Oh no, no, he'd be toast. He wouldn't yeah. get drafted. He had to be a free agent. Yeah, uh, but being a quarterback. You know, but they also say because he's 25, have we seen – is this his peak? Or can he raise his, his game even higher? So, yeah, I, 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 mean, I hate it for him. Yeah, uh, it is definitely unfortunate for him because he was clearly in the top three conversation and, of Heisman. Yeah, and now he won't get to, you know, go to the combine and display for the coaches what right. his talents are. So – yeah, he's lost. He's lost some millions on. You know, did he put enough on film where he still gets invited to New York for the Heisman presentation, and did he put enough on film where he still can be a first or second round draft pick, or is he now a third or fourth round draft pick? That's. Yeah, I think uh, I definitely think. You know, I'm sure we're going to do mocks when it comes up. When it comes up close comes to around draft there. time, mm-hmm. I mean, I think. Uh, I think he would clearly be a, th- a third or a fourth day for me at this point. But, I mean, I, I definitely think he's he's definitely going to get drafted. And it oh, yeah, definitely I definitely think yeah, him. I definitely think he'll get drafted. What was your and other half actually, of that question? Huh? What was your other half of that question? That was the two. The, oh. Okay. The draft stock. Oh, the draft. And, and, and the his, Heisman. Yeah, and the, okay, I got you. And, you know, now I think the Heisman's down to Stroud and Caleb Williams, you know, Corum, he got hurt this weekend. Yeah, I think indications are that he's he's on the mend. He's going to be, be okay fine, for Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, I, I I personally think Corum's the front runner at this point, but mm. it's, I know it's a quarterback war. Yeah, I mean, I I think Caleb Williams and the and USC's resurgence. Yeah, and the fact that they're I think it's still two victories away. I think it's still too close to call. It's, oh yeah, yeah. So I th- I think. Definitely, I up think in the, it, up in the it's going to come down to, you know, this weekend and uh, Ohio State versus Michigan. So, yes. that's Corm and, and Stroud right there. Yeah, it's going to be a marquee game for one of those two to show out. And then, and does course, USC win out? Do they win their conference championship game? They're going to need to for so, sure. You know, there's still there's still a few important games that I think I think. The Heisman is still teetering on these next few games. Yeah, this has been the been been the least clear cut Heisman race after what ten, eleven weeks right. that we've seen yep. that I can remember for sure. Well, yeah, good. I mean, I think uh, you know Ohio State struggled, I, I, Michigan struggled, TCU struggled. Even Georgia was not that impressive against Kentucky. Yeah, but you, to six. But you know, Georgia. I feel like I feel like Georgia just is on a coast, and they just rise to that occasion. Yeah, but that, when they play a big when a big game, sometimes that that'll come back to get you though. Clemson, Clemson had some dominoes fall, and then the wrong domino fell with UNC. 
Mm-hmm. Losing to Georgia Tech, that took the luster off the ACC championship. Well, it definitely, if, they UN, if UNC can win that championship, then that eliminates the ACC from the playoffs. I think, uh, man, I think that, that's a good question. Do you think, uh, you think there's some ACC hate out there, or do you think it's deserved? Uh, no, I think it's, I think it's deserved. So you think, yeah, yeah, I you just, think it's deserved yeah, based on lackluster performance of the. It's a weak conference. It is a weak conference, wise. man. I, you know, I left the the Clemson Miami game. You know, obviously Clemson's defense is playoff caliber, but offensively they're not there. They're not there. They don't. They have nobody on the outside that's going to pressure. You know, the top three teams, right. top four teams defensively. In the secondary. And then, of course, DJ. DJ just, you know, DJ is a good runner. You know, he's a good runner, but he can't make the big throw, I don't believe. So, it, was, it was looking like we were going to have a couple of upsets in the top four because uh, both Michigan yeah. and TCU had to, had to pull it out their ass. They did. And man. even uh, Ohio State was uh, only up 33-30 to 30 late in the fourth oh, quarter. Yeah. yeah, it was – it's interesting, man. It's, it's – I mean, we could sit here and talk about, you know, what's – I mean, what if? I think Georgia's clear-cut in, obviously, even if they lose to yeah, LSU. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't yeah. see Georgia's Georgia Georgia's probably a limit. lock at this point. Yep, Georgia's a lock. But I no, mean, unless Georgia Tech, maybe they're for real. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe the ACC is for real. Uh, yeah, no, I think – The winner of the OSU-Michigan game for sure is a lock. Should um, be. The loser, not necessarily a lock. But not necessarily eliminated. Either. No, 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 definitely it, not. It, you know, it, TCU's got to win out. So if you get TCU winning out, and you got Georgia winning out. That that's two of your. Then the winner of the Ohio State Michigan game. That's three of them. So that last slot, then it's going to come down to the, the Ohio State Michigan loser. Yep. But there really aren't. Neither one of those teams really has a great. Resume outside of that game. I almost think you got to have Michigan go into Ohio State and lose on a very close, kind of like what Alabama did. Oh yeah, it has to come Tennessee or LSU. Come down. It's got to be a game like that where it's highly competitive. Both teams are in it the whole game. But even then, if USC goes on to win out and win their conference, I think they get in over over Michigan and Ohio State, the the loser. Right. Well, you know, know, depending on which one of them lose. Yeah. You know, let's just let's just throw this scenario out. Let's just say, uh, well, I'm gonna say Michigan wins. Of course you are. (laughs) Michigan's gonna win that game. TCU loses. Okay. Who you and let's just say Clemson wins, Mm -hmm. beats North Carolina. And USC wins. I'm leaving out Ohio State. So Ohio, and then who are you going to leave out? You going to slide? You'll have you'll have, those you'll have USC Georgia and Clemson in. Yeah, and those will fall and Michigan. out. Michigan. So TCU'd be out. Yeah. That it, that would be my because, like I said, I, Tennessee losing kind of cleared it. It cleared the path it, it, a little it did, bit. Yeah, it did open things. Yeah, up. it cleaned the water up a little and bit. And of course, you know. It, LSU's it, totally out. Yeah, LSU. I mean, even if they beat Georgia. I don't know. <laughs> now, that would be chaos. <laughs> yeah, well, let's talk about that. I mean, LSU, 
manhandles Georgia. You got to put them in. They're an SEC champ. They got a win over Georgia. They, they got a win over Alabama. They got two bad losses, man. Is it two bad losses well, or just one bad loss? It's one bad loss. Well, I mean, Florida State's not really a bad loss right. either, but it's still two losses. But you can't necessarily – but then the SEC bias or yeah. SEC reality? Right. That's a good question because, in my opinion, there is no SEC bias. In my opinion, the SEC has earned oh, yeah. the respect they, they, of the voters, the coaches, and the, the media. You know, they, the just media have, slash they just voters. have the hate of any, anybody that's, that's not, not a SEC. fan of SEC. Exactly. It's called SEC bias. ESPN. Right. ESCCPN or whatever they say. <laughs> so, I mean, but that that would clearly throw a big wrench into it. Yeah. LSU, no, there could still be some some – Wild chaos going on. That would be that would definitely be interesting. Me personally, I mean, I think Clemson is out. I mean, I just I just don't see I just don't see how they can they can get in. Well, they did this move thing. them up to I they think did. five in the AP. Of course, yeah. you know the 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 poll that counts won't be out to the mark. You know, I speaking of polls, I there should be no preseason poll because you know part of these arguments are oh well uh, TCU's got. Wins over five ranked teams. Well, they were ranked at the time, but right. now none of them are ranked because they've been shitty. Yeah. So Pretty, you know, early be, season ranks are meaningless. Yeah. I mean, I think about mid season. We've all been wrong. Oh yeah. About all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look at the NFL predictions. Mm-hmm. I mean, really wrong. Who would have predicted that the Falcons are not <laughs> mathematically eliminated? Nobody predicted that the Lions. Have a have a chance to get into the playoffs. Right. Same thing in college. I mean, we didn't see. Well, that's going to be the coming. that's going to be the beauty of the college expansion. Yeah. Of course, when you get to twelve, then it's going to be like, yeah, but team at 13, 14, and fifteen. Yeah. You know, it's it's all it's stop. never going to be enough. But it's got, not. It's not going to stop. Yeah. You got to draw the line somewhere. Well, before we or before we move off of college. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about my fine bomb experience. Yeah, you told me that you you were on the show, but you didn't tell me we didn't ever get a chance to talk about. Yeah, it. so so last week I call into the fine bomb show because I'm home early and I'm like, you got nothing else better to do. <laughs> I got a good question for Paul, mm-hmm. and I, I I literally dialed six times, mm-hmm. and and the phone it picks up. I'm like, what's your question for Paul? And I'm like, whoa, snap, I'm on. Well. I want to ask Paul's expert opinion on should Coach Saban anoint a coach in waiting prior to 2029? Mm-hmm. Or should or is he just going to run his, his contract, bow out, and Bama's going to do the search? And so that's how I got on. And sure enough, Paul picks up, you know, and I'm on with, with Paul Feinbaum. A former scumbag of the week. A former. I didn't tell Paul that, that you had called him a scumbag because I actually like Paul Feinbaum. I, I, I like the show. I typically, I typically like Paul Feinbaum, but they wouldn't let me plug. They wouldn't the, let me the, plug the, the, podcast. the podcast. You know, but I did get on the show and I told him that I'm going to probably be the most objective and sane Bama fan you've had on your show because his show is full of oh, idiots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, our fan base is embarrassing. Except for Legend. I like Legend. 
But anyway, so I got on the Fine Bomb show, and we had about a five, six-minute convo. He liked my question, you know, and so I thought that was that was pretty cool getting on the show. <laughs> and what was his answer? He thought that, well, I also told him that I, what was his thoughts on, do you think Lane Kiffin, given his current situation, because I think, you know, in talking to many Alabama fans and alum, mm-hmm. alumni, that Kiffin is probably our number one choice, choice, even over Dabo. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, no way. He said, no way that Kiffin wouldn't. He certainly wouldn't come in as a coach in waiting. Right. No, I, I agree with that. Yeah. There ain't no and way. I don't think he would either. But, I mean, that's that to me is going to be our best transition for recruiting is to anoint a coach in waiting that knows, hey, Coach Saban's going out, but this guy's coming in. That's That to me is our best bet, but – Anyway, no, he said that, that that would never happen. And I agreed, but I was hoping he would maybe say, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think that <laughs> might work, but he didn't. <laughs> I like Paul. I like his opinion. I think uh, I think Feinbaum is, is good for the show, uh, or good for NCAA football. I just don't like when he turns well, on the, sh- the shock jock mode. Yeah, but, I mean, he, he flip-flops. I mean, as soon right. as Bama wins, he's back on the Saban train. As soon as as soon as soon we lose, he's against Alabama. Which is pretty much what I what I said when I yeah. anointed him as yeah. the scumbag. And he's never been a Michigan fan, but he's changed over the last two years. Yeah, he's not a hardball fan. No, but he has changed over the past couple of years. Jim has earned some respect yeah. from him, but he definitely doesn't really care too much for Auburn. In my opinion, based on on what he says, but anyway, that was my that was my fine bomb experience. <laughs> With the NFL, yeah, some, some uh, interesting weekend. Yeah, exciting games going on this weekend. Jalen Hurts uh, threw the Eagles on his back, and yeah, but the, took them he, to victory over the powerhouse. Jeff Saturday led Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah. <Interim laughs> going, going for two and zero record, and Jalen had to just burst that bubble. Burst his bubble. Saturday's looking good. He's got he's got the boys running through walls well, for him. He does, but you, I did see a little bit of. He's got the locker room cred. I did see some some of the game management toward the end of that game. Yeah, I would that, imagine that. He's lacking. That he's that. Those are the things. Coaching that, experience. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> didn't play enough Xbox. See, if he had played enough Xbox, he would know when to call timeouts. But the Eagles are sputtering, man. They're yeah, starting I, to sputter a well, little bit. Know, there's some, there's some, there's some weakness if, if, in the East. If you think back a few episodes ago, and when I said that uh, you put the Eagles in the AFC, they're maybe the fourth best team. Yeah, and I, you know, I stand by that. You know, I don't, I don't know that the Cowboys, when are fully healthy, that they're not better than the Eagles. Oh well, I, that's, and that pains me to say. That's where, I'm, <laughs> that's where I'm going to next. I think, and this is not just based on yesterday because I'm a Vikings fan, so right. yesterday was hard to take. Right. But I think the Cowboys, to me, look to be the most complete team in the NFC. Oh, wait a minute. Kirk Cousins just got sacked again. <laughs> Yeah, he did. <laughs> Kirk Cousins just missed another wide open receiver because he was worried about the pass rush. I think they're the most complete team, man, defensively. Yeah. And they have. They do have a weakness against the run. 
That that's their one weakness. Uh, but other than that, you know, they're yeah. pass rush. They're they're DBs. They're pretty so- Excuse me. They're pretty solid. Got an explosive tailback. Yeah, now that second now that well, now that they're final, they're they're kind of featuring Pollard, and they're just yeah. bringing Zeke in to to be yeah. the hammer. They're that's the right thing to do. I mean, so, it is the right thing to early do. Early in the season, they wanted to ride Zeke, right? But I think when Zeke missed some time and and they had to feed Pollard, they kind of started seeing this new winning formula. You can't not recognize his you know, explosiveness. There's, there's talk about them maybe signing Odell. You know, you, right. put, you add him into the mix where he he doesn't have to be the guy. Uh, you, if, See, they, if they add Odell and CD if they can, good man. If they can shore up that that interior, you know that rush, and they, you know, we should be able to tell something Thursday. They they yeah. play the Giants and yep, uh, your G men are hurt, man. Yeah, your oh, your G men are hurting, man. I I mean I think we, I told you that I think your G men were pretending. Oh, I did too. And I, you, I know you did. <laughs> I know you did. I think my Vikings are a pretender. Right. I don't think they're a contender. The Eagles certainly are a contender. I think the Cowboys are the best team in the East. Um, the Commanders are coming on strong. The Commanders are looking good behind, behind I mean, Taylor Heineke, and yeah. they've got you know yeah, they've Heineke. got a solid defense, and uh, they've got Heineke's earned a lot of respect, man. He's earned a lot of respect. He looks like a you know one of them kids, kind of like Flutie. Yeah, you know you you want to doubt him, but put him in, you win. Yeah, yeah if, sort of if, if Rivera, and which I heard today, I don't know if it was uh, legit or not, but I heard that they they announced that Taylor was going to be the starter the rest of the season. I hope so because yeah, he's earned it. I think yeah, he's earned it. And the Redskins and the players look like they love him to death. Right. So it looks like everybody's responding to him. Um, you know, Tampa. Tom Brady looks like he's starting to starting to get the Buccaneers come around a little bit right i still worry about that old line yeah i mean but i honestly i hate to say this i do think the cowboys look like the look the like best the team, team to beat right in now the in the nfc i agree in the nfc i agree that uh afc you got the titans are starting to gel you know they're starting to, i think the chiefs are clearly yeah definitely the chiefs of course the chargers gave them a, a battle yeah, I know, last but, uh, night but i i and i, I the Bills still, the Bills still, still look like, good. I still like the Dolphins. Yeah, the Dolphins look good. Because the their Bills defense isn't playing up to what it played last. If their defense gets back to playing the way they did last year, with that offense, and, yeah, with, with the with the way coach calls the offense and and the way Tua delivering the ball, they're scary. The weapons, but you know, the AFC is stacked though. Like you said, the Titans, the Ravens, Titans, you know. Titans of course, the Ravens, good, the yeah. Ravens struggled with the Panthers this weekend, but. The Ravens are a scary team because yeah, yeah, but the the Ravens were shut down by the Panthers. I yeah. mean, the defense shut Lamar down. I I think the Ravens are a pretender. Well, and, you know, if you come up with the right game plan, it's kind of like Detroit did to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Their game plan was we're loading the box. Saquon Barkley is not going to beat us. Right. And yeah, it worked. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what you got to do to the Ravens is you got to take away Lamar. Or you got to make sure he stays in the pocket and has to beat you with his arm. Yeah, and you know he showed he couldn't do that to the Panthers. The, bill, the Bills are still scary. We'll get, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Get, The Bills are still scary though because right now they're winning without Josh. Although he looked, you know, he looked like he 
had a lot of zip on his balls. Uh, right. No, yesterday. He, he still got a banging arm, yeah. but they're winning with the run game. Yeah. Which is yeah. I mean, he only threw one like, touchdown. I know. Like, what do you mean? The Bills got a running game. <laughs> I think they're doing it to save his elbow. Right. You know, give him well, some breaks. You know, this is when football really starts. Sure. Now, you know, the weather turns cold, so it's are these people are are these guys gonna want to be as physical? Because it it hurts more. When that body's cold, <laughs> well, that may be why the Titans are surging, man. This and, is you know, D. This Henry is, yeah, time. This is, yeah, when this time of the year, nobody wants to see D. Henry coming at him. But last night, last night, clearly to me, you know, the Chiefs kind of were a little not clicking early on, right? But they Chiefs look good. Well, and they're also they were without their top two wide receivers. That's true. You know, That's Juju true. was out uh, with a concussion, and actually. Uh, Hardman, I think, is Meek is on is, IR. Yeah, he's. I think he's doing. Is there a better two minute quarterback than Pat Mahomes? I mean, Probably jo- not. Josh Allen's good, but yeah. I don't think there's a better quarterback than Mahomes. I mean, you you can give Mahomes 13 seconds and he's going to get you in field goal <laughs> range. Well, and Mah- Mahomes and Bryce Young remind me a lot of each other because they can they can keep a play alive for 10 15 seconds Mahomes is Mahomes is unreal he's unreal with his arm angles and I mean you you give him you give him two minutes it's it's over it's a wrap yeah it's a wrap of course Brady's still well know, he's the all-time he's, he's but I mean Mahomes man I I don't know we we're gonna be rewriting some history books with Mahomes if he stays healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's going—he's already headed to Canton in my book, oh, yeah. anyway. He's, he's, so, he's a unique, yeah, he unique is. talent, it's wonderful talent. And seems like, uh, seems like you know, he's good kid, good dude, mm-hmm. clean cut, family player, man. Players love him. Expecting you know. a second, maybe. Yeah. Kelsey loves him. Yeah, oh yeah. He loves Kelsey. <laughs> so anyway. Well, speaking of wonderful quarterback play, what are the Panthers going to do? Is it time to give Darnold his shot? That's what I'm hearing. That's what I heard today on the radio. I think I think Sammy D's gets the next step up. I mean, I think PJ PJ, PJ is, is the starter yeah, if he's not hurt. Yeah, I mean PJ's he, he's definitely shown that he deserves to be the quarterback over Baker. Yeah. Oh yeah. Baker, I think, played himself out of a starting position maybe for the rest of his career. I mean, I just don't know that he's, he's a starter. Well, it would have to be a uh, uh, hmm. what's his guy's name? Wally Pip, or what was the guy that uh, the first baseman that he got hurt, came out of the game, and never got his job back. Uh, I don't. Anyway, Drew Bledsoe. With yeah, Tom Drew Brady. Bledsoe with Tom Brady. It would have to be something like that, and he would just have to. Yeah, he's going to have to go in as a backup or more like occurred. a Geno Smith uh, uh, type right. of. Uh, I mean, maybe he maybe he revamps his game in the off season, but he was horrible Saturday or Sunday. His, he, he, you know, we've talked about his feet in the pocket. It was wor- it was the worst I've ever seen. That's all pretty much I focus on when I watch him is his feet, and it's. I mean, he's he's like he's got ADHD in the pocket, man. <laughs> it's it's really hard to watch. So, I think I think Darnold's you know Darnold's back, and I think Darnold gets the nod this weekend and. I can't, you know, I like Sam. I mean, I think Sam might be lacking a confidence problem, but 
I sometimes get a little too much behind some of these quarterbacks. And, and I, we know you're not the quarterback whisperer. I stick with no, 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 no. <laughs> I am the quarterback. You get put me in, coach. I can coach these kids. But I'm definitely not your judge. Don't let me pre-draft judge your quarterbacks because I'm really, I'm really not good. I'm really not good. But I think it's Sam Darnold this weekend. I, I, th- I think they've got so much invested in him. They need to see. I mean, the season's a waste. They're not doing anything this year. Even though in that division, you're, you're I mean, still alive in that division. Yeah, but I, it's but, definitely time to start. But you got to see what you got. And if Darnold, you know, because like I said, they invested a lot of money in draft picks in getting Darnold. You got to see if if he can be the answer or not. It's a damn shame, too, for the Panthers because the defense is, is top 15. You know, the offensive line is top 10 this year. Yeah, yeah. I, with, think, I think the Panthers can – They got receivers. They you know, got running backs without even – without Christian McCaffrey. Yep. They I think are, they could be a quick fix. They are a quick fix. I think they need they need Bryce. Well, but, and if, if they need any running back help, there's a – there's one out there that just got cut. Yeah, yeah, but he <laughs> of course you might want to put some uh, glue on his hands. No, nah, that dude can't hold on to the ball. The ball, yeah, man. that was, he had five fumbles so far this year. It seems like every I don't watch the Broncos very much, but it seems like every time I've watched them play, I've seen him fumble. The yeah, ball. and he's a good running back. He's a good back, but man, he's got weak hands apparently. Yeah, well, he's just careless with the ball. He doesn't, you know, he he keeps it away from it, and it's usually. In traffic when he does it because he's not, you know, yeah, not securing it. And this time it was the guy came, you know. And, and once you be, get that reputation as a fumbler, the guys are coming swinging. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're punching every time you get close to them. That's right. And then uh, uh, Justin Fields, he hurt his sh- well, non-throwing mean, shoulder. You, you can't you, you can't run the dude. I mean, he's, he's, he's a well-built kid, oh, yeah. but he is not – He's not a Cam running back. Newton. You know, Cam Newton was physically built to for you to to ride him and run right. him like that. Justin Fields, but only for so long. Yeah, I mean, we've and talked about Cam this on the show down. before. Is yeah, exactly. Quarterbacks aren't built to. Lamar Jackson is going to break down sooner or later. The only thing about Lamar is he rarely takes a hit. Yeah, yeah. Well, sooner or later, somebody's going to size him up. Right. And well, I mean, with it's Justin like, Fields, uh, he delivers yeah, it's hits. like RG3. I mean, it, that, yeah. was, that was kind of just a freaky, you know, the way he got slung upside down and his leg came down. And, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, you, you, you draft a quarterback to, to throw the ball, not to be your, your top running back. Right. And, I mean, it's one thing to, to do some design runs, but 14 to 18 carries a game, yeah. design runs. I mean, I, I realize Justin – Fields is their weapon, and, and, you know, Darnell Moody's a decent receiver, not a number one. You know, they were struggling, and, and they actually showed some life running Justin Fields, but sooner or later he's not going to be able to hold up. No. Nah. And, and I think we see it already. Yep. I mean, it's, this was, what, the third game where they kind of increased his yep. running? Three, three strong of course they, weeks. You know, the, they're talking about the shoulder might be what ends his season, but he also tweaked his hammy. In the game, so I mean, it wasn't just the shoulder; it's the shoulder and the hamstring. Right. So yeah, it's yeah. He was he put together a, a an awesome three weeks. Yeah, that's for sure. Yep. All right. What else you want to talk about? You know, there's some good basketball uh, coming up this week up in Oregon. You got the the Phil Knight 
mm-hmm. Invitational, and the Legacy Tournament. And there's some top basketball. UNC is going to be up there. Gonzaga's going to be up there. Gonzaga plays in everything, don't oh, they? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think they played today. I think they no, played. they played yesterday. Oh, they, was they it They beat yesterday? the hell out of Kentucky. Oh, did they? Yeah, 88-72. You sure they didn't play today in another tournament, like the championship game or something? I don't know. I I haven't switched gears I, yeah, yet. I didn't, I, didn't I, look, I didn't look at it today. But, yeah, no, I know they played Sunday against um, Kentucky and beat the hell out of them. Kentucky fell all the way from – they were either four or five. I think they were five. And they fell all the way to, like, 16 hmm. in the in the AP rankings. So, yeah, they uh, – but, yeah, it's it's – this is going to be some good – Bama's playing Michigan State. Uh, Bama actually looked good Friday night. They finally started hitting some threes. Yeah, 18 and of them, wasn't that, it? That Brandon Miller, I'm telling you, that kid. Yeah. He he may be the best recruit Alabama's ever had in mm-hmm. basketball. I mean, That's big. Oh, he, he does it all. I mean, he, he can play point guard. He can rebound, block shots, knock down threes. Yeah. Uh, he he has been impressive. He's he's the real deal. He was actually just named SEC Freshman of the Week for the for the first week week of the season. I imagine that's not going to be his last award. No, nah, I can't imagine. Hopefully, he stays healthy. But yeah, we got we got Q Quinn back. Yeah, Q came back way ahead of schedule. That's what you know. I, I, Jamison Williams just got activated today, right. or, or not activated, but. Uh, Open that twenty-one day. I guess that's activated uh, the window for for his return from the IR. You know he blew his ACL in what January, January ninth, and Quinterly blew his in March. And Quinterly's already back playing, and Jamison is just now getting back to practice. That kind of surprises me a little bit. I think I don't know. I mean, I think there's there's more. I don't know. There's more stress to me on a body for an NFL kid than a than a college basketball. But if you watch the way Quinterly cuts, I know his quickness. I mean, but yeah, but we're talking about a very explosive athlete in Jamison Williams. Right. Right. But. I mean, he's pretty much all he does is run a straight line. <laughs> yeah, but man, he kid is a kid is blazing fast. Oh yeah, and I mean, he come no on doubt. now, he he cuts a little bit as a wideout, you know, and he's not just gonna blow by people in the NFL, but yeah, for the most part, he probably still will. But right. yeah, no, I I don't know. I think uh, I think there's a little more stress on an ACL for an NFL player than a than a basketball player. Know, but, but two. I months. mean, I know there's a lot more lateral. Play in, in, in the basketball, right. that's but, and that's what the ACL is is for your lateral movement. It's not for you straight ahead. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple ways to look at that, I guess. So I mean, yeah, of course, different people heal different. You know, sure, absolutely. so you know, maybe Quinn's just a, a quicker healer. But uh, it's just something I kind of found interesting that that it, it has taken Jameson two months longer than uh, than it did Quinterly. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe there's a little bit more restrictions on the testing. Well, and there again, like you said, yeah, like you said, you got one as a college athlete and one as a pro, and you know they've got millions invested in Williams and uh, right. 
hundreds invested in Quinn. <laughs> hundreds invested in Quinn. Um, yeah, no, I, I think there's something to be said for for the explosiveness of Jamison Williams and what might be a little bit harder of a of a healing process for him. Yeah, I mean, I know Q's pretty explosive in his own and, right, I mean, he, but, and he looked just as quick. Did I mean, he? It was it was impressive. Yeah, that's good. It was impressive. What um, else you got? No, I mean that's about all I had. You know, we about an hour in, so it's probably about time to. Aaron Judge over Otani. I like that. Oh, I yeah. Thought, I mean, yeah. Judge Judge had a – Otani uh, was being mentioned just because it's dual threat. You right. Know? Well, I mean, in any other year, Otani would have run away with the MVP. I mean, he's but, a wonderful talent. Yeah, but Aaron but, Judge's yeah, year – Yeah, yeah. Judge was yeah. – Flirted with the Triple Crown and carried the – not really carried the Yankees, but he was a large part of their success. Yeah, unfortunately, sure. it didn't carry over to the to the playoffs. But, right. uh, but yeah, no, I – I think it was a no-brainer that yeah, the that judge was, was going to be the MVP. I'm glad he got that. All that's, right, well, that's all I got, man. That's let's the, uh, let's wrap this segment up and head over to the bar let's and do it. Like I said, we got two more uh, wild turkey uh, bourbons. Yeah, we'll, we'll taste those and then we'll rate, rate that, that shit. shit. See you at the bar. All right. Welcome over to Colby's Bar, and it's time to rate that shit. This is the part of the show that I think we like the best. I was going to say I like the best, but I think you like bourbon, too. Yeah, yeah. I've been known to drink a glass or two. Just a few. <laughs> Just a few. It's time to rate that shit, man. That's right. We got a couple of uh, wild turkeys. Kind of. Might be stretching a little bit on that one, calling it a wild turkey, the Russell Reserve. But uh, in honor of Thanksgiving, you know, last week and this week, we decided we wanted to do some wild turkeys. So we did a couple last week and uh, got two more this week. So why don't you give them our rating system and then we'll taste them. Sweet. So we like to rate our bourbon testing on a scale of one through four. One is, we call that brown bag. That's, that's the lowest level, man. We're not happy about it. We don't even like for you to serve it to us and we probably don't talk about you. No, don't waste your money. Don't waste your money on that. Two, it's getting a little bit better. We call that a mixer. Gonna put a rock in it and maybe dilute it down. Number three, it's getting better. We like to call that one on the rocks. And last but not least, number four, the tried and true, the way bourbon buzz and ballin' likes to drink their the way, bourbon. The way it's supposed to be drank. That's right, neat. Neat. Yep. Exactly. So that, that's our rating system. So like I said, we've got two uh, wild turkeys. The first one is the 10-year Russell Reserve. And the, the reason I'm including this as a wild turkey is Wild, wild Turkey Master Distiller, Jimmy Russell. He was with, well, he's still with Wild Turkey, but him and his son, Eddie, wanted to create their own uh, bourbon, and it was created in honor of Jimmy for reaching 45 years at Wild Turkey. Hmm. So, And he's actually been there almost 70. He's still a master distiller. Nice. So both Jimmy and his son, Eddie, are master distillers with wild turkey so i felt like russell reserve that, that qualifies as a, as a wild turkey bourbon it's our podcast that's you right qualify we, how you want we, we could do what we want to all right so it's aged for 10 years it's supposed to the aroma should be like an orange peel with notes of butterscotch maple oak and vanilla so swirl yeah. around wake wake up those notes 
got some orange. I got yeah. some orange. Orange sure. right off the bat. Yeah. With a little vanilla on the on the back end. I seem to always get vanilla. Yeah, I, that's a pretty I, popular it's, it's spice in an oak barrel. Oak and vanilla, you're always going to get those flavors. Yeah. Usually, you're going to get caramels, some citrus. But that's that's got a very good smell to it. Now, your your taste is supposed to be a spicy caramel and vanilla. I got a little spiciness up front. Definitely uh, caramel and uh, vanilla yeah, on the back end. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, good description on that. Yeah. Uh, I didn't mention it's about a $40. Okay, that was my question. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. It's It, it was uh, $39.95, so right at $40. That's got good flavors. It's, it's That's sweet. Good, I like that. I like it when they're accurate on their description. I do too. Makes me feel like I know what I'm doing when I get those same flavors. Because what he's saying is he doesn't know what he's doing. No, I'm winging it, man. I'm winging it. Fake it till you make it. Um, I've been faking it till I make it this whole time. Yeah. But you know, 18 be, episodes in, you should you should be well becoming a bourbon <laughs> expert. It's a it's a journey. It is. It's a journey, and it's a it's a evolution of tasting. I mean, because like like we've talked about many times, Blanton's was our top shelf and we've evolved beyond a Blanton's mm -hmm. only weeks in, you know, after tasting so many bourbons. So I, I like this Russell's. Um, there's a 12 out there too, isn't yes. there a Russell's yep. 12? And, you know, this Russell 10, I've seen a lot of mixed reviews mm -hmm. on, you know, different social medias. I like it, man. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it had a good taste, good flavor. That's only 90 proof. All right. That makes more sense to me. Okay. I mean, it, it, it definitely felt 90-ish yeah. to me, but you know, because 101 would stick with you a little bit longer. Right. I like it, man. I thought, you know, for 40 bucks, I, I think that's clearly a good value. Mm -hmm. um, $40 isn't expensive in my book anymore for a bourbon, so um, I think I think it's a good value, man. I think it's a good flavor. For, I like it for our for our purposes I, to me it's a three same solid I, three I was gonna I was gonna rate that a three uh, yeah out of, out of a one to four so yeah that's got good flavor especially if you like a, a sweeter bourbon yeah uh, you know if you're a, a makers or a Woodford fan you know if you like the that that spicier that might not be for you but uh, as far as a sweet smooth it's, yeah, I mean, it's good. I, I think uh, I think I would definitely recommend this to some beginners. Mm -hmm. You know, because not a lot of burn. Not you a lot know. of burn. Yeah, you you get a chance to enjoy some sweet flavor without kind of a medium finish. It's mm -hmm. not that long drawn out finish. Kind of a medium yeah. finish. So it's a medium complexity to it. Yep. And so for a, for a for a new bourbon person, I mean, I would always recommend adding a Russell Russell to your collection because I think you'll enjoy that. Yep. Yep. All right, well, let's move on to the rare breed. And the rare breed is actually 116.8 proof. So it's going to be a little bit a little bit stronger, a little bit stouter. Yeah. Now, this was uh, $53, this uh, rare breed, barrel proof. And it is a, it's actually a blend of a 6, an 8, and a 12-year-old bourbon okay. from the Wild Turkey uh, line. Now, your aroma is supposed to be spring flowers spring flowers yep. that's the first yep yep with some pepper almonds dates and honey got a real pretty color spring flowers i ain't, ain't getting that 
Of course, you want to swirl it around a little bit, wake up the, the notes. Ah, you didn't get a floral? Spin that around again and, and yeah, but go I'm in not there. Getting I'm getting floral, but I ain't getting no spring well, flowers. I mean, <laughs> floral to me is floral. I ain't getting lavender. Poppies. It's definitely got tulips. It's definitely got a floral t uh, smell. Big time. Yeah, yeah. I got floral. I get a little nutty. I got a little nuttiness on that one. But it, you know, they just say almonds. Mm-hmm. Now your flavor is supposed to be uh, smoky flavors of, of grains and spice. That's 100% on the money. It's smoky, got a really beautiful hug to it. These are very different. Spicy, peppery, smoky, mm -hmm. nutty, and it fin it's finishing smoother. And a little for a 116. A little sweet on yeah, the finish. For, for a 116, on the there's, there's not any burn. No, like I said, it's a very smooth. It's a very smooth 116. It's mm -hmm. a very nice 116. It's not. It's not medicinal. It's very. Uh, I mean, blend. I, I just think of blend when I drink this. Right. I mean, it really tastes like just that, a that, that, blend. That aroma is so unique. And this this is the most popular from the the wild turkey line is is the rare breed. All right, I'm going four. I'm going four because I really enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's got it's com it's complex. Yeah, it's got a lot of. It's got like you said. It's got the the floral the floral up front. With a little spicy vanilla sweetness, milly, Villy manilly, <laughs> and then it's it, on the back end. You get that hug. You get that that real smooth burn. It's like a like a smooth hug. It right. wasn't a harsh hug that you would expect for one sixteen. Mm -hmm. I like it. I'm gonna go three. All right. It's a little bit. You know, I'm I'm, I'm not into the spice as much as you are. I'm, yeah. I like the the Russell Reserve better, the little sweeter taste. But I mean, I didn't I didn't mind it. It's it's a good bourbon. It's good to have in your collection. But uh, I'm gonna let you go neat, and I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick with the three. I'm on gonna that go one. neat on that one because I, I want my bourbon to have some some complexity to it, and some and I want it to I want you to know it's there. Right. You know, once you drink most of these, they're gone. Right. That one, I'm still I'm still feeling it. Mm -hmm. I like no, that. It's a, yeah, like it's a four. And you know, we, we bragged about uh, Old Forester and how well they did with describing their aromas and tastes. Yeah. Wild Turkey did a good job too. Yeah, those those, those were on the money. Yeah, I, I want to say last week we, we said it wasn't quite up to par with Old Forester, but it was close. So, it was close. So I would say Wild Turkey is just a, a notch below Old Forester as far as their descriptors. Uh, but I mean, I think uh, definitely these two should be in everybody's collection. Yes, and it's a nice contrast. It is. You know, because the Russell Reserve is the sweeter, you got the caramel and the vanilla, and then over here with the Rare Breeds, you got a little heat, a little bit of, a little bit of spicy, uh, and the florals. And so, the proof that. Yeah, and, and, so, and so these more would bite be to perfect complements to one another in your right. collection, because you could, you could add this one for the for the beginner, 
-hmm. this one for your more advanced bourbon drinker that might be over at your house right that's i mean I, it's that's definitely a high quality bourbon yeah so i absolutely. see why you gave it a four yeah just for my personal taste it, i got you a little bit a little bit less but i definitely could see why why you would rate that a four yeah i liked it very pleasant okay well that's the show man. that's a wrap that's a wrap. Another another episode in the books. Episode, what was that, 18? That was 18 now. 18, 18 of episodes. And like, you know, we talked about last week, we were going to just kind of go off just, script yeah, and just, just get back to just talking. Just talking, no no real format. I mean, we still have some notes. Some notes but, and some, th you know, some things yeah, just that you might not want to forget to talk about. Exactly. But, uh, you know, not the... Not the long stats, not the reporting. We're not reporters. We're right. we're a podcast. You know, we we gonna give our opinions. On, uh, That's why you know, we started it. We want to inject our opinion into yep. this world and start start forming a few of y'all into our way of thinking because <laughs> that's what podcasts are for. That's right. They're for we want different spins on things. Well, our spins a little different. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes the world go round. Absolutely. You know, it's like Feinbaum that you were talking about earlier. He's got his spin on things. That's what's made him popular. Absolutely. You know, so, someday. <laughs> Never know. Well, anyway, uh, this Thursday's Thanksgiving. That's right. So, you know, to everybody out there, you and your families, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. We're thankful for those that, that are watching our show. Please, yeah, absolutely. Uh, please share our content. Uh, forward our content, like it. Drop us an email. Yeah, drop us an email. We're on all the social medias. Um, you can email us at bourbonbuzzandballandpr at gmail.com. We're getting bigger each week. I mean, every every week, new followers, new listeners, hey, new downloads. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a marathon. It's, a it's marathon. not a sprint. I was going to say it, but you beat me to it. <laughs> That's because I'm the sprinter. <laughs> you beat me to it. You beat me to it. Yeah, so I know, no big deal. I mean, we're just... We're in it for the long haul. Yeah. Hell, we're in your basement. We don't have. <laughs> we ain't got a, a studio yeah, to pay for. We're, we're not. We're not paying any any uh, uh, cameramen or, no, or sound guys or lighting. Best boy or, grip. We don't have <laughs> no best boy. That's grip. what I was trying to think of, but I couldn't remember. We're good. We're remember. one and one. Okay. You beat me to the punch. I got you on that you one. Did. And remember, if you're in Tuscaloosa for the Iron Bowl this weekend, stop by our tent. Uh, we'll have some banners up there. Uh, we'll be on the right side of the quad. Um, come on, stop by, get something to eat, get something to drink, say hi. Let us know what you think about the show. Might just be me flying solo. Duck might not be able to make it because he's going to see his family. But yeah. uh, me and my family will be in T-Town for the Iron Bowl. So I'm about four hours away. So yeah, I'm trying to talk him into swinging back by there and joining us yeah. on, on Saturday morning. So anyway. Yeah, cool. I think that's a wrap. That's it, man. All right. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Cheers. Cheers.